0: So what is, what is water baptism? What is it? Is it just, you know, like I was thinking about this as I was preparing, is it just, you know, is it just some water? We're just going to sprinkle some water? Are we just going to get wet this morning? Like what is the purpose of this water baptism? What does it look like? And as I was just doing some reading and just asking the Lord about it, you have, we have to understand that this is one of the sacraments of the church. It's a sacrament of the church. It's a, something that the Lord has asked us to go do. Those who believe, those who have given their life to Jesus, saying, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. The Bible says, now go and do this. Now go and be baptized. Go and be baptized. And you say, well, what does that mean? It's, I feel like it's just, we're just getting in, a, in the lake or we're getting in this, this pool right here. Like, What does that all mean? And just like we say at communion, baptism is a divine impartation of grace. It is a supernatural moment that takes place in your walk with the Lord that is transformative in your walk with him. Like, this is not just a small deal. This isn't just like, ah, you know, I felt maybe, you know, I was thinking about this. No. What these people are about to do. And if you have been baptized yourself, you have to recognize that this moment in time where you're getting baptized this morning or those who have been baptized in the past is a divine impartation of grace. It's a divine impartation from Jesus himself and what he did. And and we're walking through this representation of this death to life. And I want to walk through a couple of scriptures and talk about what does baptism actually mean? What does it mean for those who are getting baptized? What does it mean for those who have already been baptized? And Pastor Liz said it. Guess what, guys? Jesus did it. Jesus did it. If Jesus did it, the one that we follow, should we not also say, Yes, I want to do this as well? Look at the scripture here in Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It says, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized. By John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Now, just stop right there for a minute. Go back to that last one. Think about that. Here's Jesus getting baptized. He's about 30 years old. He has done no ministry yet. Can we put that in context just for a second? Before Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect one, ever even attempted to go out and begin ministry, he did what? He got baptized. So do you think that if Jesus did it before he started the greatest ministry of all time that changed the world forever? Us too. When we get baptized, God does a work in our life that's revolutionary. It's this divine impartation of this grace, an anointing upon our life that changes everything. It gives, us, it gives us an anointing and an ability to do what we cannot do on our own. Because it's not about works. It's not about trying. It's not about hoping. It's about what Jesus did in our life. And this divine, this, this Holy Spirit coming down upon Jesus, this baptism of the Holy Spirit becoming upon him, is what every single one of you are going to experience this morning. The 10 or 11, I can't remember the number, that are going to get baptized today That as you go into the water and as you come out of the water, it is the Holy Spirit that will come upon you and give you an anointing to be able to live and to do things that you cannot do on your own accord. Not possible without it. Then the next verse says this, which I absolutely love. Then a voice from heaven says this, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I'm looking at those who are getting baptized. Do you understand this morning that God the Father himself, when you come out of that water, he is looking at each one of you and he is saying, I am well pleased with you, my son, my daughter. My son, my daughter, I am well pleased with you. The decision that you're making For me to publicly recognizing that you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. He is looking at you from heaven this morning and the moment when you come out of there. I am praying and believing and knowing in my spirit that in your spirit, those words will wash over your life. Because when you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you became part of that family. And when God calls himself Father and we call him Father, it is your dad in heaven saying, I am well pleased with you this morning. And those who have previously gotten baptized, you have to remember that time that you got baptized. And day in and day out, this remembrance that says, you know what, God, you are well pleased with me. And even if I made a mistake, even when I screw up, even when I sin, God, you are still pleased with me. And why is he still pleased with you? Because when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. Because of what Jesus did for you, dying on the cross, rising from the grave, to conquering death, all of that is because of what Jesus has done for you. And so when God the Father looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your issues. He doesn't see your faults. He doesn't see your failures. He sees what Jesus did for you. And Jesus is right there with you. And this is a representation of saying... God, I'm honoring what Jesus has done for me and I'm submitting my life to you. This is a divine impartation of grace. It launched Jesus into his ministry and I'm believing this morning that it's launching each and every one of you into what God has for you next in your life, whatever that might be. Romans 6 says this. I'm going to read a quick passage of scripture and I'm going to give a couple points and then we're going to get this thing going. How many are ready to get this thing going? Come on says in Romans 6, and this is is kind of explaining, this is Paul writing to the Roman church, and he's explaining basically what this whole thing is all about. And I'm just going to read it, because, you know, sometimes pastors and teachers, we try to add words to things to try to, you know, explain them a little bit more, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes I just want to let the word of God speak for itself. So I'm just going to read this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin... That grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as we were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism into death, just That just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. Death to life. Why am I wearing the shirt? Why are we giving you the shirts? Why is it on that tub? It's death to life. Verse 5 says this, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly We also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, the old person, was crucified with him. And that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Do you know... Okay, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit. Do you know that when when you are baptized, you will have a supernatural ability and a power to fight against sin in your life that you didn't have before? That you didn't have it before. Just because you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. This is a moment in time that Paul is talking about. It's a supernatural grace that gives you an ability to be able to break the power of sin in your life. Hallelujah. Now if we died with Christ, this is verse 8, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Hallelujah. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Jesus' work on the cross made it possible for us to live for eternity with him. Wow. For the death that he died, he died to, to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives... He lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm going to skip down. I'm just going to read this last verse here, verse 14. Paul, I'm going to jump down to 14. It says this, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Praise God. So what does this mean? I have four quick points. Here's the first one. Baptism offers a daily grace for us to live in our standing of redemption. Daily grace. It's not just today. It's not just for Sunday, June 25th, 2023. This is a daily, this baptism is offering a daily grace for you to live as redeemed because of what Jesus has done for you. Your sins are not only forgiven, but you live in a state of forgiveness. There's a big difference there. There's a huge difference there. Yes, your sins are forgiven because of what Jesus did, and yes, you confess, but think about it. You now live in a state of forgiveness. It means you can walk around each day without feeling that condemnation and that guilt because of what Jesus has done. And he is calling us to turn away from those things. A great theologian said this one time. He says, I will never say that I was baptized, but I will always say I am baptized. So if you were here this morning and you had previously gotten baptized, you, it wasn't that you were baptized. You are baptized. You are baptized. That grace and anointing that happened when you got baptized, it's yours. You have it. Don't lose sight of it. And if you forgot it, get it back today. Come on, church. Get it back today. Renew that mind. Renew your mind and say, mm, uh uh-uh, no more. I am baptized. Second one, in baptism, look at this, in baptism, I no longer confess my sin so that the Father forgives me. You've been forgiven. I confess my sin because I am forgiven. Again, it's a small difference between the two, but it's so important to understand is yes, you know, we make a mistake and we say, oh Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. You are already forgiven. And we need to walk in that sense of understanding that we have been forgiven. And yes, we confess. And yes, we ask the Lord for, for forgiveness, but we don't have to sit there and beg. There's no begging involved. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And your lives will never be the same. The next one says this. In baptism, it's very important. I do not die to myself. Rather, my old self becomes dead and buried with the sinless one. Again, this is a small nuance, a small change. But think about this. And we always say, well, I just have to die to my flesh. I have to die to my flesh. I have to die to my flesh. Think about this. Based on what you're doing here, the old man is dead. It's gone. You are now new creations in Christ with an ability to live differently on a day-to-day basis, not just today, but for all of eternity with him. All of eternity with him. Yes, we have to put down the flesh, and yes, we fast and we do all these things, but we have to understand that the old man today is being buried in this tank. It's done. It's over. The old man is getting put under, and a new person is coming up. That's what a sacrament is. It's this, it's this moment in time that we recognize of what God is doing in our lives. And the last one says this In baptism, my new self now walks on the ground of resurrection and its power. Come on, church. Woo hoo! Come on, church. The new self. The old one is dead. The new one's coming out today. And if you've already been there you're already walking in this. It walks in the ground of resurrection and it's power. The power of the resurrection is alive on the inside of us because of what he has done and how good he is. Colossians 2 says this. We're going to close here. Worship team you can come back up. Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. This death to life, this being baptized is showing that when Christ died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. And when he rose from the dead, when we come out of this water, when we raise also from the dead to walk in a newness of life. If you think about it for a second, when you're under the water, you cannot breathe. Impossible to breathe. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot do this life on your own. It is not by your works. It's not by trying harder or doing more. When you come up out of this water, it's a fresh breath. It's a new breath. It's coming out of the water to abundant life, which can only come from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. God is saying to all of us this morning, my son, my daughter, in you I am well pleased. In you I am well pleased. And we're going to have a video here in a minute, but before I do that, I want to say a couple things. Number one, if you are here this morning and you have not ever been water baptized... And the words that I'm saying are piercing your heart this morning. I will tell you this, it is not too late to get water baptized today. We have prepared for this moment. We have a change of clothes for you. We have got towels for you. We've got sports bras for you if you need it. We've got all the things that you may possibly need to get baptized today. And the last time we did this, a year or so ago, we had a young man in the back, I can see him right there, As he raised his hand and said, Pastor Jason, count me in. And Hunter went running in the back and he got changed, he came up here, and it was a powerful moment. So if you're here this morning, and you say, you know what? For whatever reason, I just have not done this. I've not made this commitment to be water baptized. And I want this power, this sacrament, this moment, this divine impartation of grace. Today is your day. Don't wait any longer. Uh, Somebody will be out there in the lobby. Either Pastor Andy or uh, Miss Jenny will be out there. You just, when this video plays, you just get up out of your seat and you head back there. And then come back over here and we'll be ready for you. Can we do that this morning? Okay. Okay. So we're going to pray here, and then we're going to watch this video. We're going to come up. Again, reminder that at the end of the service, we'll have prayer teams up here and all these other things that are happening. We'll remind you later on that. But let's just pray. Let's just invite Jesus into this moment, into this situation, into these baptisms. Dear Lord, we just thank you. Mm. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your death and your resurrection. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us and you've modeled to us being baptized. And, Lord, that there is a divine impartation of grace that takes place when we do this. And, Lord, I just ask this morning that each person who is getting baptized, each person, that they will experience your presence in a greater measure than they ever have before that that divine impartation of grace will become so real in their life that you will move and work in their spirit, in their soul, in their hearts, in their minds to do the transformational work that only you can do. And Lord, that as each one goes under and comes up, that they will in their spirit hear from you that you are well pleased with them today. We thank you for it in your precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. Let's watch this video. We'll be right back.